1: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Blizzard Watch podcast. Uh, This is that podcast that we do every so often, talking about Blizzard and its games, and other games from other companies, but mostly Blizzard and its games. Uh, I'm Matt. I'm the host. With me this week are, of course, my fantastic co-hosts, Joe Perez and Liz Harper. And yeah, I'm sorry, I guess we're pretty much done. There's nothing to talk about. So <laughs> when you'll see you next week, thank you. No, I'm kidding. Um, a lot happened. It's actually, the past week, some stuff has been happening. But, but this week, we had a pretty big news jump. We finally have a you know, an announcement for the name of the next uh, World of Warcraft expansion. Is As many people speculated when they found out that Blizzard had registered this trademark, uh, it is World of Warcraft Dragonflight that is the name of the next expansion and it's entirely about kobolds. Uh, no, uh, again. I mean technically
2: you're not you're not necessarily 100% <laughs> wrong.
1: We don't know. I mean there could be some kobolds. We haven't seen anything yet. We, the, we do know some the drag some fear kinds, are kind of like really
2: stuff. large kobolds. <laughs>
1: yeah. But uh, regardless, uh it is it is a dragon themed expansion. Uh there's a lot to talk about. Um I I want to like try to make sure we hit everything, but before we jump into it, we're going to do a real quick thing where I say, hey, guys, what have you been up to? So, Joe, what have you been up to?
2: Uh, survival. And that's about
1: all. that has yes. been taking up my uh, my current week. <laughs> yeah. I totally relate to that. Uh, Liz. Uh,
0: wow. I'm planning on going on a road trip with my mother, which has been a nightmare of planning.
1: <laughs> yeah, Jeez. Well, okay. Yeah. Uh, road my trips. Mom, like, yeah, it's road good. Trips just,
0: it's like going places and doing things. And it's like, uh, it's, it's work.
1: Yeah. But. Now that we've gone through that, uh, we've, we've pretended that we have any idea what we're doing in our lives. That's great. Um, let's get into this fantasy world where we can, you know, talk with dragons because there's going to be a lot of that going on in this next expansion. Um, ah, just, it's like, I, I really, there is so much to talk about. Let's talk about the drag there first. Uh, the drag is a new thing. Um, it's the, the playable race that we're getting with this expansion. One, one but, of
2: potentially two.
1: yeah. One of potentially two. um, But the other thing is, as it's a new race and it's a new class at the same time, because unlike other classes that are, you know, playable by multiple races, and unlike other races that can play multiple classes, a Drakthir can only play the Drakthir Evoker class. Well, it's like Demon Hunters, right? Well, even more so, because Demon Hunters, only two races can be Demon Hunters, but. Demon hunters are just one of many classes for those two races.
2: Yeah, that's fair.
1: This is, this is the, if you're a Drakthir, you're an Evoker. If you're an Evoker, you're a there They, they come together. I think that's fascinating. I am a little bummed out that WoW's version of Dragonborn will not have warriors because now I can't have a Dragonborn warrior in D in WoW. But I, I do get that that's what they're doing. Uh, my first reaction on this so far is it looks pretty cool. Um, Liz, what did you think? You you were the one who pointed out the customization options to me. So what what do you think of the Drak there so far?
0: I think they're amazing and I'm never going to play anything else. That's my current mindset. It may change a little when I find out like what the class actually does or have to think about how I've been playing my current Blood Elf Paladin for the past 15, 16 years. Um, so I might change my mind there. But no, it's just the uh the racial models look really amazing they have great animations their um all of their abilities have really fun animations it just looks like there's black dragon versions of them it looks really exciting so i mean it's hard not to be hyped when you have a new race and a new class something like this coming i mean it's basically a hero class except it's like a super specialized hero class and i mean when they announce something like this, of course you're going to get excited, and I am excited. I am the target audience so, for anything about dragons.
2: Here's a question, because I was kind of in and out of consciousness when the, the announcement was going on. Did they announce if it's going to be a traditional class, like it's going to have a, the... Because I know it's a ranged DPS and healer-capable class. Is Did they say if it's going to be something where like we have to switch like we do with current hybrids? Or are they doing what I've finally been asking for for, like, the last two decades of having a true pure hybrid class with, like, one spec? They
1: have two specs. two specs. Okay. They have two specs. They are, I mean... They're, they're changing Damn. talents and stuff, so we'll talk about that in a bit. That will affect how they play. Uh, I think Corey went and looked at them and was saying that basically they have two, two dragon... I want to say Dragonflight aspects, for lack of a better word. Like, their healing thing is based around, like... Emerald Dream and green, Time. Yeah. Yeah. Emerald Dream mm-hmm. and Time, whereas their DPS is basically uh life and arcane. It's the blue and red dragonflights. And he noticed there's there's no role for the black dragonflight in their abilities as yet. They have two class they have two specializations for in, in this class. And they don't have like a tanking spec, which is interesting. I maybe and quite frankly, we probably have enough tanks at this point.
2: Yeah. Uh, I mean I thought we had enough healers, but here we are. Um also this also, is the first this is the first new range class they've ever added to the game by the way.
0: Well, I don't think they were calling it a range class. They were talking it like a a middle range class.
2: No. Yeah. They they I remember that much. They did say that it was a uh, ranged and not melee.
0: But they didn't they talked about it like it was short range. Maybe like like this is some sort of middle like not as far out as the hunters, not as close in as the melee, but it talked about it being some kind of middle range spec.
1: Yeah, they they specifically Which is interesting. Yeah. 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 We don't know what it's going to we, we know yeah. very little about what this is going to play like we they they showed like one thing they showed was the the drag there literally goes up in the air and deep breaths over a target like like Ixia. Yeah. That's like an actual thing they do. So, we we're not sure how it's going to play out, but so far it does look really cool and like I said I I I wanted Dragonborn in Wild WoW for years. It's basically Dragonborn, uh, but cooler because they have wings. Um, so, yeah, I'm really excited. I think this is great. Uh, I would like them to also make um, the Atama from, from the end of, of Shadowlands playable because they're also cool. And then I'd have my Warforged, and that would be great. Just steal everything uh, from DD. I don't care. I mean, at all, all.
2: All I know is there's a rumor going around that I might be able to uh, finally get what I asked for all like those years ago that you told me no, Matt. That's all I heard the rumors of hmm? tusc the rumors of playable tuscar are also there.
1: Oh yeah, the tuscar. <laughs> let's let's move into that. We'll, we'll we'll talk one of the things we could do is we should talk about where this is set. Uh this is this is I feel what weird you? even saying it, talking about it, but the the place is set in the Dragon Isles. Mm-hmm. that's where we're going. Um I don't think anybody is surprised. This was the most obvious move they could have made, but I think it is a good move. Yeah, they should been, have made the most obvious move here. Agreed.
2: They, they've been building up for this since Pandaria, so it's been a while, it's yeah. been a while coming.
1: And, and at the end of, of Battle for Azeroth, they were dropping hints about the Dragon Isles fast and loose. I mean, Wrathion was talking about the place constantly. Um, so, in fact, I think a lot of people expected the Dragon, the Dragon Isles instead of Shadowlands. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think quite a few people were surprised where we're going, where that's not the dragon Isles. Um, so yeah, this was an obvious move, but I think it was the right move to make at this point. I think a lot of players are kind of done with going to other dimensions for a bit. Um, I, I liked the shadowlands. I thought shadowlands was extremely well done, but I know some players were very confused about the whole thing, uh, much like when we did warlords and uh, some players were very confused about the whole thing. When we go to another dimension, it often confuses people. Um, I I don't think that like TBC had that problem, but Outland is so familiar. You know, people knew it. They knew what it was, even though it was an alien landscape and they'd never been there before. They grasped it pretty quickly. This is where the orcs are from. They blew it up. It looks like this now. Um, Whereas warlords were going back in time. Not really, but sort of uh, to an alternate past. Uh, Okay. Uh, And Shadowlands very, very much. People knew we were going to land a death, but they were were not expecting what we got. So I think that going back to Azeroth, going to the Dragon Isles, which is a place we've been hearing about they, the, the Dragon Isles almost made it into classic.
2: Yes. Like they, they were, were on working the, or, on them. They were on the original pre-release uh maps, like the original concept art, right?
1: Yeah. They were they were not just <clears throat> concept art, they were they were actually physically present on the world map uh for some of the beta. Like you, you Oh they that's could,
2: right, yeah, they, were, yeah, yeah, they yeah. were
1: actually physically there. Um and
2: sorry it's been 20 yeah. years it's hard to remember oh yeah
1: no <laughs> we're, we're all ancient time grinds us into the ground no but liz do you, do you want to talk about the dragon isles or do you want me to do it
0: i uh, y'all are gonna need to talk about the dragon isles y'all are the lore people i Alrighty. only know something about an island and maybe there are dragons and there was a stone dude who is now my new favorite character
1: yeah um the thing is, is that some of the lore is literally brand new from that that <laughs> announcement trailer. So, so like, it I, is.
0: I've watched the announcement trailer once, so that is my level of knowledge about the Dragon okay. Isles.
1: Basically, the Dragon Isles are where dragons come from. It's the it, before the Sundering. It was the place where the dragons lived. Uh, they had their and, own kingdom on these islands. And, I'm not sure where they were, and presumably,
2: like, and presumably, the facility that empowered them as well.
1: Yeah, well, we know that just because again the announcement trailer has a cinematic, spiffy cinematic. Go lo- go watch it. Um, oh yeah.
2: By the but, way, I'm, I'm with Lipodermic. That that Stone Boy, his name is Stony Danza now, and I will accept nothing else.
1: <laughs> Stony Danza, <laughs> hold me closer, Stony Danza. Uh, sorry, that's a reference to a mishearing of an L. John song. I still <laughs> sing.
2: I still sing it like that every time.
1: Anyway, but. The, the the whole thing, the, the basic premise of this was that the original homeland of the dragons, the uh, Dragon Isles, is a place that was during the Sundering, they had to abandon it because the magical level of the world had been completely changed by the Sundering. The ley lines had shifted and magic was, was being lost to the Dragon Isles. So in order to try and repair Azeroth as the dragon aspect's, they went forth into the world and left behind the dragon isles with just these few watchers to like guard over the place and kind of a suspended animation deal. And the watchers would essentially wake up when the magical level of the island was high enough again, which nobody knew if that would ever happen, but they were hoping it would. So the watchers would stay there and keep it in the, in the fortress. I think it's called tier home or tier guard or something the The tower was made by Tear, the the Titan Watcher, and when it got back to a place where the they it could be inhabited again, the the Watchers would activate it, the t- the tower, and the dragons would know to come back. And
2: it's Tears Hold, by the way,
1: <clears throat> Tears Hold. Thank you. And the the cinematic is basically the story of ten thousand years after they left. This one Titan Watcher is left. He he wakes up. He senses the magic is to the point where the dragons could live there again, uh, and so. He tries to go get his other watchers to wake up, but they're all like destroyed by something. Uh You see one, his face is melted off when he he climbs into the tower and goes up to the, the throne that one of them, that the, the chief of them was sitting on. That guy smashed into pieces. So he's like, all right, I got to make this thing work again. So he walks over and tries to turn on the the device and it doesn't work. So he closes his eyes for a second. And then I don't know. I, th- I feel like everybody feels pretty much the same way. We're like, we're all like, Oh, and then he like opens his eyes with determination. And he starts trying to climb the tower and you're like, Oh, go on little stone guy. Who's actually <laughs> like 30 feet tall. Um, and so he climbs up the thing and, and physically forces it to activate. And of course, because it is a magical device, it explodes and he gets knocked off and you think, Oh, Oh no, I'm going to watch stony guy get crushed. And just as he's about to hit the ground, Alex Straza comes out of nowhere and, and makes the save. And that's because the dragons heard the thing go off and they're like, Yay, we can go home. And I don't know about you guys, but the end of Cataclysm always kinda of sat wrong with the yeah. idea that the, the reward of for the dragon aspects for having spent, you know, thousands of thousands upon thousands of years of their lives guarding the world and trying to safeguard it is that now they lose everything and become we're, like you know, they don't they don't have a future anymore. It's the age of mortals and dragons are done. So
2: we're gonna talk about it on Lore Watch. I'm I'm confident, but like it also gave me some vibes of like maybe we're gonna get our Dragon Redemption story here that I that we that I know you and I have been talking about. Where like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. restoring the aspects now that the device is empowered again, right? Like now that it's turned back on, does this mean that we can now legitimately have aspects again and give them something back to make them whole again, or
1: because- even just I, I don't even care if they get to be aspects. That's that doesn't matter to me, but I care if they have a future.
2: Yeah, like, agreed.
1: Like that, that idea that they, you know the mortals will be handling the world. That's fine. I don't mind if dragons are now essentially mortal beings that eventually age and die. But let them have kids. Let yeah, them have well, now, their eggs. now they have
2: now they have a place where they can have clutches again, right? Yeah.
1: Let you know the last thing Alexstrasza did before the end of Cataclysm, like the last thing she did in lore, was lose her entire like clutch. Like Deathwing got his hands on all of them except the ones that. That her last consort blew up, so she basically, and then her son dies, so, mm-hmm. so she loses everything. Uh, I would like it if she finally, and then her sister died in, you know, in Legion. So, you know, it's been a rough road for Alexstrasza. I would like it if we could have the expansion that is nicer to Alexstrasza because she's been through a lot. Um, at this point, the only two, like of the original five aspects, the only two left are Alex Straza and Nosdormu. And I'm sorry, Nosdormu is not a talkative fellow. This is not the guy you go to if you're having emotional issues. You do not go to talk to Nosdormu. He'll just start talking to you about timelines. It's like, okay, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, this is the one true timeline. That's great. I just, I feel bad about our sister dying, man. Could you like for five minutes here, you know, t- turn on the warmth? Your voice by Martin Sheen. I know he can do it. <laughs> so yeah, it has been, but, but going back to the Dragon Isles, uh, I'm kind of nerding out here. We, I think we are cause just generally Joe and I are because, are you know, as as Liz pointed out, we are the lore nerds, but we've never gotten to actually go to this place in all this time. Uh, World of Warcraft, as they pointed out today on their on their reveal, it's it's 18 years old and we have never been here. It's just been out of reach. It's, we know it exists, but we never got to see it or go there. Yep. It was almost going to be in the game, and then they didn't end up being in the game. And now, 18 years later, we're finally going there. I, and I'm super excited for that. I'm excited for it, partially because much like Pandaria, this is a place that's been isolated for 10,000 years. This is a place that we have not been to in that time. The, the things, the beings that are there have developed alone, in isolation for all this time. And we're finally going to see how they developed. We're going to see, like Joe. We'll, we'll move to this for you. This is for you. One of the things they talked about is that in one of the, in the first zone that we're going to go to, um, and I had a list of the zone names, but I don't have it to hand because you know life is insane right now. But uh, one of the one of the races we're going to run into first are Tuscar. Yep. Uh, and they're they're an offshoot of the, of the Tuscar we know from Northrend, but they are they're the Tuscar. That's who they are, and. We're going to get female models. So there mm-hmm. will be male and female models and kid models. Mm-hmm. Um, and kid Tuskar are ridiculously cute. Like that is just no, that that should not have happened. There's no way we're going to get anything done. We're just going to be like trying to make Tuskar kids our pets, you know, and and no, they are people's children. You cannot just take them and make them your squire. I don't care what World of Warcraft has trained you to think you cannot just abduct Tuskar pell-mell willy-nilly. You can't do it. Uh, but I know players, I, I know, I know World of Warcraft players. It will happen. Um, <laughs> <I> mean, yeah. <laughs> children's but, yeah.
0: week is actually, children's week is actually starting very soon. So we can yeah. go on our child abduction rampage of the year.
1: Hopefully the Tuskar will be in. Um, but yeah, that the, they're adorable. And it, it is, Joe's, as Joe has pointed out, a lot of the stuff is there for playable Tuskar. Um, the, the fact that they're going to have male and female models, which is, I'm hoping in the future, WoW doesn't just keep doing that thing where they make just male models unless, you know, unless it's someone, are, race. Yeah. someone reminds them that women exist. I, I feel like th- at this point, we should be aware that, that you could have multiple <laughs> genders of, you know, it doesn't have to just be male I mean, and female either. But, but I also
2: regardless. would have been perfectly fine with Tuscar remaining androgynous like throughout the entirety of their existence. Like, I would oh, have been perfectly A-OK with that.
1: They kind of still are because the female Tuscar model isn't like it's still just a Tuscar. It's it's not trying to not look like a walrus person. It still is. It even has tusks, which female walruses do not have. Um, so the Tuskar are not one hundred percent, you know, walrusy. They are they are going along that thing. Uh, the female tuscar model doesn't like. It's not trying to vamp itself out on you. It's not. It's not hypersexualized. It's just a tuscar. It It's a little shorter. That's basically it. That they're still wearing like you know. Parkas and stuff because it's cold. They live in frozen places, so I'm I'm super excited for the tuscar I was also excited that the Centaur and Nalls are coming back. Yes, uh, and that they're both different because they've lived in this dragon place for like ten thousand years. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have different cultures and so forth. That's really cool. But the thing that got me the most excited, and Liz knows this because she had to like look at the things I was saying in chat, and <laughs> Anna and I were kind of going nuts. They're putting playable, not playable. Oh, sorry, I can't promise <laughs> you that. I shouldn't promise you that. They're putting oh. ducks into World of Warcraft.
2: Yes, they're putting ducks, ducks. into WoW.
1: They have not had ducks. Ever. You're thinking d- ducks. That's not new, is it? Go back and look for a duck. You will not find one. There are no ducks in World of Warcraft until now.
2: Unless you count like the toys in Stormwind.
1: Yeah, but those are toys. Those are not actual ducks. I'm aware. These are ducks. These are real, live, <laughs> living ducks. You, your hunter and or your pet collectors, get ready. Ducks. And I I I think that the best the best joke of all time was was when Anna wrote and actually put into the post I wrote about this where she was like Ah finally ducking autocorrect works it makes <laughs> sense you know the, 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 it, seriously though this is kind of a joke but at the same time it is something that they've never had before and they they now they now feel confident they can animate them properly and we're gonna have ducks There's a a lot of stuff to this. We, we know very little about the Dragon Isles, so I can only tell you that we're going to the Dragon Isles. The story of the Dragon Isles is basically that for the past 10,000 years, the dragons have been gone. Uh, the magic has been very subsided. And now that the magic is coming back, possibly due to what happened in Shadowlands. Like, I'm not hundred percent sure on why suddenly the Dragon Isles have got their magic back, but there's a big theme of like Azeroth is healing in this expansion, I, and so I get the sense that possibly having survived the, the the events of Battle for Azeroth and Shadowlands, that the world is slowly recovering, well, and that's a big part of the whole thing. Just, Go ahead, Joe.
0: Just yeah, you first.
1: I was going to say, I, I'm sorry.
2: I was thinking about this like a little bit today, in between my my fever dreams. Uh, I'm wondering if it has something to do that uh, with Northrend no longer having the ley lines pulled to it. Because that was a huge thing in Wrath, right? That was what the Blue Dragonflight was doing, was trying to to rest the the Ley Lines away from the rest of the world and run them through the Nexus again. But that's been stopped. Now Ice Crown Citadel, which was very clearly tapping into Azerite slash Ley Lines slash the life essence of Azeroth uh, to uh, funnel that life force back through to the Shadowlands as part of its original design, Uh, that's been eliminated at the end of shadowlands once we're done with that so maybe it's just because there's nothing resting control anymore so everything is sort of drifting back to where it needs to be like yeah
1: that's certainly possible
2: at least that's my thoughts on it sorry liz go ahead
0: so okay you know we should do just a whole podcast where it's like you two who know everything about lore and me an idiot just like have these conversations which is what we're about to do right here, because isn't there still a giant sword stuck through the middle of Azeroth? Can we really sit here and say, oh, nature is healing. Everything is getting better. Isn't there still a giant sword?
1: Well, yeah, that, there is still a giant sword, and that's something I'm really interested to see what they do with Technic- in this, this expansion. Yeah, absolutely. Technically,
2: a giant sword made out of titan flesh, so <laughs> who, who knows? <laughs> well, no, because titans, yeah, mani- it- t- titans manifest their weapons, right? Like we've, mm-hmm. We saw that. We saw... Sargeras summoned the weapon which we can assume is some form of his power or aspect of himself being like born through to it so yeah maybe that is part of it maybe that is maybe maybe it's more okay than we assume it is it, I, that doesn't mm-hmm. that probably doesn't make a whole lot of sense but like if the wounds elsewhere are being brought under control if the uh the, the scenarian, uh, scenarian enclave and the Uh, The Earthen Ring and all the healing organizations have been doing what they're supposed to be doing and getting back to it while the rest of us are in Shadowlands, which we can assume maybe that they've been doing. Maybe that helped fix that, too. And going back to Pandaria, we've seen how quickly a group of healers can restore life to a giant object or heal a giant gaping wound because we literally do it to a giant world turtle. Uh, So maybe there's something to it. Maybe there is something to Azeroth is healing. Maybe we're actually making an impact yeah, the sword is a thing, but maybe it's not as big of a thing as we're making it out to be anymore. Now that it's not I mean, really like a like it's not pumping venom into the world anymore.
1: Yeah, we did yeah. sacrifice our artifacts back in Legion to uh, for, to at least make it so the thing wasn't directly poisoning the planet. anymore.
2: Right.
0: Yeah, it just seems like we got to the end of the Legion and we did the artifact sacrificing thing, and then we just have kind of ignored it and hoped for it would go away. You know, it's like we haven't done anything. We haven't even looked at this storyline, and it feels. Like a maybe significant storyline that we should maybe possibly be thinking about and we aren't.
1: Yeah, I, I do think I would be interested to see if that's connected to what's going on in this expansion. Because we know like a big theme of it, it seems to be renewal and regeneration. And it would be interesting, you know, perhaps the sword has, you know, it's become like the, the equivalent of, you know, that piece of shrapnel that people carry around inside them, that it's there and it exists, but it doesn't necessarily get removed. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know what they're doing with that. That, that is interesting, but we should, um, it's just so much to talk about here. I keep like, I I don't, I don't want to like move away from the lore too much, but we are going to do a lore watch and we are going to be talking about this, I think. Oh yeah. Uh, so for now, I'm going to talk about, uh, some of the new stuff we, we know that's not a new class or anything like that. They're bringing in something really interesting that I, I'm not sure how it's going to go. The dragon riding uh, aspect that's essentially, I, wanna, I almost want to call it flight v- version 2.0. Kind of, yeah. Because it seems like they're taking the basic concept of flying from World of Warcraft and they're, they're doing another expansion where that kind of stuff is part of the game from day one. But now they're also making it more, it's more like a mini game. Where you kind of, like, you learn how to do flight on these backs of these dragons. They call it dragon riding. And there's, like, new moves that you do with it. And it's it's tied into the story. And you have this dragon mount that essentially you can customize. Yep. Uh, either one of you want to talk about this? Because I've been talking a while. And we do want to have one of you talk from time
0: to time. I frankly don't understand it, except I get to ride a dragon. But I already get to ride dragons, so I'm not... I, I'm, I'm not entirely sure. I haven't paid a lot of attention to this system. I'm sorry. Someone else is going to have to explain it.
2: Yeah. So it, it strikes me as something similar to how flight was handled in Guild Wars two for a while with like a gliding skill-based system, uh, which is fine. Like, I think that's fine. I think it's really cool that you're going to get to customize your mounts. You're going to get to make uh, those choices. You're going to get to customize it. And then you get to have a mini game in it. I think it's interesting to. Uh, I'm trying to think of how to phrase this, and I, I apologize. We are getting it from the beginning, but instead of just being go everywhere, it's like you have to work at it, but you have to work at it in a way that also feels rewarding. That is like one of those things where it's like Flight 2.0 is not too far off. It's how do we give players this thing they want, Flight while also making it rewarding as a system that is something that they can really dive into, which is all the special moves, all the customization that you can earn for it, and everything else. You know
1: what it reminds me of? Hmm. It's like if you took the stuff I liked about Azerite and put that into this system and made it not tied to player power at all, <laughs> so you can still have borrowed power without having borrowed power. You're not borrowing any power. You're just... Instead of like all or nothing with flight, you get like you know okay now I've got this dragon now we know how to do this but unfortunately to get to this place we have to learn more and and do better stuff so that we our skill gets high enough so that we can go to the next place it it's like and, it's like gating but gating where you can progress through it as opposed to just no you're higher level now you can go there
2: yeah agreed
1: so, so it does it has the feeling of a system. And it, it is interesting. Like they have challenges all over the dragon isles, supposedly to unlock even more customization it, options. So I can transmog my Mount. If I go do these challenges, are you kidding me? <laughs> are you kidding me? People?
2: Somebody referred to it. Uh, I saw somebody referring to it uh, as uh, swinging and Spider-Man and I'm a okay with that. So w- as far as video games go, as far as locomotion goes, I will honestly say that I think Spider-Man for the PS4 slash PS5 has the absolute best, most rewarding uh, traversal systems because you're freaking Spider-Man. This is basically what I would imagine, and Liz, you made this comparison, and I thought the same thing when you made it in Staff Chat. Uh, this reminds me of Dragon Riding from Dragonlance. Like, a lot of this setup reminds me of, like, the classic fantasy from, like, like Pern, right? Like, it's that's what it reminds me of.
0: They have even used the name the, of a Pern yep. book. So it's like, yeah.
2: But this reminds me a lot of how it was described in those books, where it's the 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 rider and the dragon feeling each other out, growing more confident in the skills of each other to become better uh, a better unit in the air. And that's what the system feels like to me. It feels like that's how they're presenting it. And I'm a okay with this. Like I think that's really, really cool. And I think that's I think that's neat. I think that's giving you a classic fantasy idea. And trying to present it in a way that I think we've all been wanting for... I, I don't want to say we've all been wanting, but I think some of us have been wanting for a while. I think it's a really cool system. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, they did not say whether or not this is going to replace regular flight. Uh, they just mentioned this as a system, right? They haven't said whether or not we're going to be able to fly normally.
1: I don't think that, I don't think at first... I think at first you will just be doing dragon riding. I think right. That's what they said. Like, they, they uh, just,
0: they, I don't think they said anything. Yeah, about, like, they
1: didn't like address... The they didn't say, you know... You know, you will never fly your normal mounts again. They just said that, you know, the dragon riding thing is the big part of the expansion. So I think that you start off doing dragon riding and then eventually you'll probably unlock mounts. I don't know. But this is meant to be the system at least leveling through the zones. Okay. So that's that's all we know. Uh, I'm actually holding off on a discussion of something because (laughs) A, it it touches on something that Liz, Joe, and I talked about before. So I want it to be the last. Dragonflight discussion we have on this on this particular episode so i'm going to move on to the ui updates uh this one is is not a huge deal but it is interesting it, um i think it is ahead. actually I think
2: a huge
0: it feels, deal it feels like a huge deal
2: yeah uh, yeah they,
1: they both play healers <laughs> that's 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 so, how you know
2: yeah no that, that's pretty accurate I'll, I'll shut up in a minute and let liz talk but like the thing that struck me about it is the, the default, like not even the default, but how they were showing like the customization of the UIs. This is how I know the person who is working on this is a healer because it looks exactly like my setup has for the last two decades with mods that I've had to get it that way. So thank you. I see you. I appreciate you. I'm looking forward to not having to use Bartender anymore. But go ahead, listen. I mean, the,
0: the thing about a user interface, and I can speaking as I do from the perspective of a healer, is healers are all... Like, a healer doesn't have a rotation. You are responding to what's in front of you at any given time. And you may have some ideas of what, okay, if this happens, I cast this. If this happens, I'm going to cast this. If the rogue goes and stands in the fire, I have to do this, you know? Like, catastrophes unfold in front of you, and you must respond appropriately. And that means it's really important to have the appropriate information in front of your face but only the appropriate information. As a healer, there's a lot of stuff I just don't care that much about. But when it comes to people's health bars and it comes to debuffs and things like that, I need to know what's going on. I need to know where people are. I need to know what their health is. And so, yeah, I usually pare down my UE as much as I can mm-hmm. to where I just have my health bars and I just have the essential information. And the base UE, you can't do that. There's just tons of crap all over the place where it's trying to feed you all of this information and my brain is like okay i don't need 90 percent of this information i need to be able to focus on the things that are important for me and that means i'm running like 27 different add-ons to tweak sizes on things or hide things or move things or display things in simpler ways or remove that griffin art which is alongside the button bars that is gigantic and uh yeah, it takes a lot of add-ons to do things like this when your only goal is to say, I only want to see the information that's important to me, and I don't want to see anything that's not important to me. That's that doesn't sound like a big ask, but it's but a pretty big ask.
2: It is. And like I just looked I just loaded yeah. my I just loaded my add-on thing to see how many add-ons I have installed now. I'm down to 31. This is this is me paring it down. I'm down to 31 to do all the things Liz just said.
1: Yeah, I mean that's one of the things that they made the point. Uh the designers that were talking were the lead UI designer, uh Laura Sardana, I think that's her name, and the senior UI designer was I want to say Crash Bandicoot, but hold on, I'm gonna go look it up.
0: Crash <laughs> yeah, Reed. Can... Crash
1: Reed. Sorry. I'm sorry, man, your name is Crash and I just I went to Bandicoot. But they were talking about first off, this is the only this is the first true UI redesign they've ever done. The game has been out since two thousand four. And it hasn't had a UI redesign in all that time. Yep. So think about that. Um, secondly, their goal isn't to completely revamp the wheel here. Uh, they don't want people who like the UI to feel like they have to suddenly change it all around. But they do want people, like like you guys are talking about, they want people to be able to move things so they can have them wherever they want them to be on the screen. And the other thing is is that they're deliberately enlarging things like the minimap and health bars. Um, because people are using bigger monitors now than they were yep. in 2004. Uh, they go with the, with higher resolution. Sometimes people play on the, on multiple monitors, for that matter.
2: Um, I mean, I have a 39-inch curved monitor.
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. They, so pe- they want people to be able to put things wherever they feel will be useful to them. So everything you guys were just talking about. But they also wanted <laughs> to do an art redesign. Um, those Griffins you guys mentioned, some people really like them, but they're, re- they're redesigning them to work with the the newer... UI. They wanted to, to be like still have them, still have the iconic look, but to have them be modular and part of this, you know, put them where you want to have them sort of thing. And also, they're changing. If you play Horde, you will now be able to use Wyverns instead of Griffins. Mm-hmm. Because Horde have been playing this whole time with Griffins, which doesn't make any sense. Like, so they're, that's a redesign thing they're doing. Uh, also, you're going to have custom UI. The UI will customize for each spec. So yeah, that when that you change cool specs... Too. The UI will change with you,
2: so you can do different um, setups and have it travel with you.
1: Yeah, so you can have your healing setup, and you could have like, well, I, I also like to go farming for transmog on my on my paladin, so I, I have a tra- like a DPS slash tank spec for my paladin, and that paladin that'll switch when I switch to go do it, that sort of thing. Um, that's pretty cool, in my opinion.
0: That is really interesting because, frankly, I set up a, a UE for healing. And then anything else I'm doing, it just has to work with that.
2: I mean, that's kind of what I do too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because changing it, swapping it between characters or swapping it between specs is a lot of work and a lot of setup that may, may have to do over when your settings are corrupted or as long as that's the real, the
1: real reason I think this is a great change is it's not necessarily even just because you, you want to have your own UI that, that gives you the information you need, but because you won't have to redo it every single time they they come yeah. up with a new patch. That's it. That's right what there. drove me right away there. from my UIs.
2: Well, especially now that they're killing. I, I hate to say this, this is a, this is a totally side rant, but now that like the whole CurseForge API is going away and killing certain add-on auto updaters like Azure where they're going to be unusable. And I actually don't even know if it, if the, that time has come yet. I haven't had an update come through in Azure in a while. But I also don't know if it's the end of the expansion or just in the, the uh, add-on update level. Uh But I'm too lazy to go through and check if all 31 of my add-ons have an update. So like, if I can reduce that and not have to freaking worry about updating 31 freaking add-ons every single time that they make an update to the game, that's just great. Like I'm, yeah, here, for is- I'm here for it. I am here for it.
1: Yeah, that is the thing that, to me, is the most inspirational about this, uh, in that it will, they they made a point that not every player wants to use this many add-ons, that it, it is a lot of add-ons. Not everyone does that. And people who don't do that are using the same UI that they had in 2004, and they wanted to give everybody the possibility of, of customizing their add-on, their uh, UI experience. And that's good, but to me, the fact that I won't necessarily, like, Oh yeah, the patch is tomorrow. We want to go raiding, so everybody log on two hours early and and spend that time adjusting your UI because all your add ons are going to be broken. And I remember every time, like back when I was a heavy, I was a heavy uh, LVI and Tuck UI user um, for a long time because it, they had like bartender type stuff built in. So I would just have, I would just have to download one or two instead of having thirty one, but. It would take forever every patch I was like okay I'm spending the next three hours getting this to look right again um I remember one time I had to main tank a, a raid and I didn't have time so I had to main tank it with the original UI
2: oh I straight <laughs> up I straight up held up a raid at one point like i I held up a raid to get my UI where it needed to be so I could heal
1: yeah like, but that's the as a tank you don't really you don't it's not as important but it is still important to have a different UI but just not not to the level it is for a healer so I just I just ate it. I just took it and tanked on with that UI and I'm sitting there going, Oh my God, nothing, nothing makes sense. I don't have my, my, my threat units where they're supposed to be. I don't have my target of target, right? Uh, oh, this is just horrible. So yeah, the idea that once I get my UI set, uh, it'll be set and I won't have to worry about the patch breaking it. Oh it's phenomenal.
2: I, I can't wait. I honestly can't wait for that. Like literally that was one of the most exciting things I saw it like during the, re- during the release was that, and like, it sounds goofy, but like, I'm a sucker for good UI because I've, I've, oh, yeah. I've worked in a tech industry for so long until recently. And UI was always one of my biggest pet peeves. Cause it was always the thing that I felt got skimped on the most, but it was arguably the most important thing. And the fact that this UI hasn't really had an overhaul in 20 years, basically at this point, point. And we're finally getting meaningful updates to it. That is super exciting. So,
1: yeah, Liz, you anything else you want to say?
0: No, yeah, nothing. We haven't already covered. I think right. this is going to be great.
1: Yeah, I, I'm. I'm excited for it. I'm excited for in general bringing stuff into the base UI. Uh, sometimes people are critical of that, but I think it's really good to bring stuff into the base UI because then it doesn't necessarily, like I said, it doesn't break when the patch comes out because it's in the base UI. So they have to fix it. <laughs> you know, blizzard has to make this work before they can release the patch. I don't have to do it. Well, uh,
0: one, one interesting thing potentially is that this removes a barrier to entry. Like, you know, a lot of people are kind of afraid of healing. There's a, I know there's a whole kind of swath of players who think healing is really hard. I am on the opposite side of that. Obviously, But one of the things that makes healing more difficult is you need a user interface that's really designed for healing, that's really designed to make it easy to see everyone's uh, health bars, to see everyone's buffs and debuffs and all of that. And if you don't have that, healing can be really hard if you don't have the right UE for Mm -hmm. it. But if that UE is just built in or very easy to customize with tools that are in the base game, maybe that makes this whole type, this whole style of play, maybe that just becomes suddenly more accessible well, to more and, players.
2: And Red's pointing out in chat, and I'll bring it up here, like 9.2.5 is adding the mouseover stuff to the default UI. So I don't personally heal with mouse over stuff, but I know a lot of people do. And so that's also a good thing, because I know that this, that is, like you said, it's a barrier for entry, right? And mm-hmm. it's that's, for some people, a barrier to healing. So yeah now now if that's part of the default ui like that's even better like we are just getting nothing but like rapid improvement and i'm mm-hmm. oh, man. i'm sorry i'm very excited about this
1: <laughs> okay uh at this point we're gonna move on to another thing that's a, a, not a major issue but it is certainly cool and i'm glad that they're doing it uh tier sets are not going away i'm okay with this in, in dragon in dragon flight uh we're going to keep getting them the, there's already we we already have concept art and Bl- Blizzard straight up put the concept art on their Twitter. They're like, yeah, look at this. These are the tier sets in the next expansion. Um, <laughs> so we know we're going to get at least one tier set up front for the first raid and we'll probably get more. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I can take credit for this. Uh, I I noticed this, but I'm sure other people did, too. And I think maybe someone mentioned it to me. I don't remember. But one of the cool things is that the sets all sort of look like one of the four elemental Drake leaders. Yes that we're seeing in the uh, new expansion. We've seen custom art for them. I mean, concept art. So it's possible that this armor is related to those four drakes that are themselves important in these drake factions that we're going to be dealing with, which I like Uh, also because for one, they're really pretty drakes. They have cool, cool effects going on Two, I just like, I like it when armor has a theme like that. Uh, One of my favorite armor set um, armor sets. I I love the cataclysm dragon soul armors. I think they look really good, especially the warrior set, which straight up looks like Deathwing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's mm-hmm. it's just it's a really cool, very dragony set. And so I'm I'm down for these dragony sets. Uh, they haven't actually told us which sets are which classes. Some some things are are pretty easy, like the big plate looking armor one that's got like lots of runes on it and a big kind of hooded helmet that screams paladin.
2: I was going to say the the yeah. shoulders that have lightning coming from them. If that isn't the shaman set, I will eat my shoe. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I think that one's a, pr- a pretty good one. But for me, one of the most entertaining things of all day was watching Liz and Corey deconstruct <laughs> this. And I put that into the article I wrote because it was just so so good for me. Was watching Liz and Corey deconstruct. Now that looks more like it's this. And Liz had, Liz had a really good point about the horns on one of the set of armors looking very demon hunter-y. Uh,
0: They're demon hunter horns. They're a distinct type of horns, different from dragon horns. Totally, totally different.
1: Yeah. I loved this. This was, this was great for me. I, I didn't, I don't have a lot of opinions on these things yet. Cause I don't like the evokers, the evokers are going to have a class set. Obviously I don't know anything about the evoker other than that they exist and they evoke dragon stuff. So I don't know their aesthetic well enough to say this couldn't be them. You know what I mean? Like anything in a set of armor that's already dragon themed, any of these sets could be evoker sets. As far as I can tell, they're all dragony. Uh, but, or I, did, like, I mean, well, they're just...
2: going to be, they're going to be a male set, but they're going to be a male, cl- a male class. We know that much.
1: Yeah, we do know that.
2: So, well, uh, looks like chainmail? none of these, yeah, which
1: is good,
0: <laughs> but none of these, none of these yeah. look like chain mail or plate or leather or cloth. Male, so. armor,
1: male armor always looks weird anyway. Yeah. It, it very rarely looks like anything actually male. Um, but yeah, the, I think the suits are really cool. The, the set that people are, pe- are pegging is the warrior set. Quite frankly, is, is one of the better looking ones. You just um, want to be an infernal. Eh, you know, it's a living, but seriously, I think, I think these are some really pretty sets. Uh, I am looking forward to it. I want to know like how tier sets are going to work. Like, are we going to get tier bonuses? Will every set have them? One of the things that's looked interesting to me about how tier sets seem to be going in design terms is the idea of having like a four piece, a two piece and a four piece bonus, but more pieces. So you can cut, like you can keep your set bonus while switching gear in and out. It's something i like yeah and i like that yeah and i want to see that continue um but we've had that since like you know sunwell that's that's been something that they've done from time to time since sunwell i really like seeing it uh the most recent tier <laughs> set having
2: that okay sorry i'm going to call this out uh mythrican uh chat uh spell tier sets question mark and it's spelled tier tyr that's good i appreciate that thank you <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: Well, maybe we will actually do a tier hold raid at some point and You'll have the tier hold tier set.
2: I don't know, man. I bet you. I bet you we will. I bet you we're going to get into tier hold at some point because we're going to have to fix the machine and power up the dragon flights.
1: Maybe we will find out. But at any rate, yeah, tier sets are are not going away. They're they're going to be out. They're they're they're. We've already got art for them. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, I think generally. I think everybody here basically has felt like it's good to give tier sets back as opposed to having it be looking like at another borrowed power system. I think that's generally the way we all feel or, you know, you guys can speak for yourselves.
0: Well, I mean, tier sets kind of by their nature are a borrowed power system because you get them and then next raid, maybe you'll switch them out for something. And maybe next raid, you switch them out for something else. And next expansion, you're definitely going to switch them out for something. But Like the nature of our gear is to be like a come and gone system. Like that's just kind of natural progression to have this come and gone system where you get armor, but you upgrade armor and kind of up getting new drops, getting new, exciting gear. That's a big part of the cycle of gameplay here. So it feels kind of natural to say, okay, I have I have a better, better piece of armor now. I'm going to toss this away, put on the new stuff because you're excited about getting the new stuff. And with most birds power systems, it's like we just hit a point in the expansion and they're like, okay, your power is gone. Wait until the next expansion and you can start earning power from scratch again. That feels bad, but this this feels okay. I mean, it feels kind of natural, but it also depends on how they do your bonus. Like certainly um, the tier sets now have really, really powerful bonuses, which... Feels really rewarding when you get them and you equip them for the first time and you start learning to use them to their best advantage. But uh, I'm not sure it's going to feel great when I have to take off a piece and drop this bonus for the first time, or if they just kill bonuses at the end of the expansion. So uh,
1: yeah, like I, yeah, weren't I, I you know. the one that mentioned that you know one of the things that you've got with the uh, I can never remember the name of it the the, the CC thing, um, the thing that allows players to get tier even if they're not rating.
0: Uh, the Creation Catalyst. Creation yes. Catalyst.
1: I can never remember that name. <laughs> uh, but b- b- they've got that in the game right now. So because of that, players who are not going to be raiding can get tier sets and can get the tier bonuses, which means that they that it races a bit of a penalty to raiding, really. Can- Those tier sets are very powerful. They they change gameplay. Yeah, and as a result, if you don't have them, you're often less capable of doing the raid in the first place. So it, it's another move to a race Uh, make things more accessible erase a barrier
2: and it's one of those things we talk about things that get brought over between expansions that maybe are good ideas or bad ideas uh i could be perfectly content if we never see a mission table ever again however (laughs) if they want to bring the creation catalyst throughout all the rest of the expansions that involves uh tier sets yes please like give something like that i think it's a really good idea i think having those fail safes in place are Important, And I actually really like, I like tier sets. I've always liked tier sets. I like the idea of building, uh, that borrowed power system that doesn't feel like a grind necessarily because it's from stuff I'm doing anyway, but Plus, I think me- Liz's
1: point. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. And I think Liz's point is really valid too. That concept of this is something it is borrowed power, but it's borrowed power yes. that I know I'm going to get rid of this expansion.
2: Yep, exactly.
1: And I will be I will be trading this off for a new borrowed power as soon as we get to the next raid tier. <laughs> so there, think there's of it,
0: a- like think of it in the terms of Diablo, where the entire point of playing Diablo is that's like the whole point. You're going and you're killing things, you're getting loot, and you're equipping your new loot, and you're going and killing things, you get new loot, and it's like that. That's the little dopamine hit in your brain that makes Diablo so fun. You're killing a bunch of stuff, you're smashing a bunch of stuff and you get to pick up all of this cool, shiny stuff. And that's that's the fun part. Going in, smashing things, getting loot. So, I mean, it's that's that's what gear is like. I mean, you don't... You weren't keeping it around forever as a keepsake. It's like, oh, this is the best piece of gear I have right now. I'm going to put it on and wear it. And then when I find something better, I'm going to get rid of this and put that on.
1: Yeah. But at this point, I feel like we've delayed it as long as I could. <laughs> Here comes the talent argument part two electric talent boogaloo i don't know if you guys remember a couple podcasts ago we (laughs) talked about talent systems and liz and joe were on diametrically opposed sides of the discussion while i was kind of like doing that waffly i see both your points thing although ultimately i sort of came down on joe's side more or less but liz has been vindicated because (laughs) talent (laughs) systems are getting a major revamp uh, in this expansion, we've been promised an end to powered, to borrowed power. We're not doing a borrowed power system this time. So, none of that. I, I have to go leave all my power behind and step forward naked into the new new system. Although you will. Uh, you will have to do that because you're going to have to leave your Shadowlands stuff behind. But at least you won't be getting anything like that in the future. Because now there's going to be the major talent revamp. However, it isn't just bringing back the original talent trees from before Mists of Pandaria. And we, we had a big argument in staff chat about what, which expansion it was. We have confirmed it was Mists of Pandaria. Don't tell us it, really, it was Cataclysm. It wasn't. It, it was really feels
0: like it was Cataclysm, though. I mean, but it, it does. Up. I don't know why.
1: I just remember, I remember very strongly my talent spec at the end of Cataclysm. Because Joe, and Joe will remember it. Because it was when I was literally a pinball on the back of Deathwing, yeah. jumping in and out of Bloods and getting doing, like, you know, thunderclapping on them and getting them all to follow me around while everybody else was focusing on stalks on and tentacles and so forth. Man, that was a weird fight. <laughs> but anyway, talent system, uh, the way it's going to work. Do either of you want to talk about it instead of me? Because I do I have talked a lot. So if either of you want to go over this, tell me now.
2: I'll let Liz have her moment because she's she's excited about this. Or at least more than I am.
0: Well, I mean, the the thing that I have wanted from a talent system is the ability to make meaningful choices and to decide, you know, which, you know, which direction my character is going and to change up, you know, my play style based on my talent, which I do very little of. And the part of this could just be my class. I mean, I don't tweak things very much. I don't have to because I pick my talents and I'm done. I'm done. I'm done for the whole expansion. And I just like the idea of being able to make choices and maybe the choices I make prevent me from doing other things. Like these are meaningful choices. Like I can't just do everything like we had with artifacts. You could eventually just fill out every point on your artifact. But with these trees, you know, you're choosing to go this way or that way. And there are going to be two trees. You have kind of a general class tree and then you have a tree for your specialization. So you can swap specs like you do now and um, yeah I mean it's it's a pretty classic looking talent tree where you advance through it and you pick paths and I it sounds really good to me there's a lot we don't know but this idea that okay you still it's preserved something that's really that's really good from the current system which is that once you pick a spec you have that spec identity you don't have to level a bunch to get that Get into all of that spec stuff, you pick your spec and you have that spec identity and you've unlocked this like specialization talent tree. Um, but I like the idea that this will let us kind of pick our way down these paths and customize how we play. And um, in an interview today, I think it was Ian Hazakostas, I think, uh said something about well, are you a retribution protection paladin or are you a retribution holy paladin? Like which one do you go towards? And I'm like, this is exactly what I've been trying to say all this time. This is what I want. This is exactly what I want. I want to be able to choose, like, which way do I lean? Do I lean a little more towards stronger healing? Do I lean a little more towards stronger defense? Do I lean a little more towards punching people in the face? And it sounds like I will get to make those choices, which is something I can't do now. I just, I'm a holy paladin. I pick my talents the first day of the expansion and then I never change them again. And so, yeah, there's a lot we don't know. I want to know more, but. I am really excited. This sounds like a system that was specifically made for me and my desire to go back to, like, Burning Crusade.
1: Okay. Now, Joe? Uh,
2: I'm not here for it. Not in the current state from what we've seen. And Liz is right, and we don't have enough data, but what we do have is throwing enough red flags for me that I'm I'm not here for. It. Uh, we know that you're going to get a point per level up, so you're every level up you have, you're going to get a point. We don't know how many points per per uh talent spec or bubble you're going to have i personally don't like the idea of having a split talent tree where you have your general one and your your class specific one and you have to choose where you spend those points between those two trees so you have i a f- okay i
0: thought you had points in each tree and they're nope. never the two shall meet no
2: nope according to uh, gain talent points with each level up and spend them in two distinct talent trees Class talent trees feature utility skills for your class while specialized and trees boost your offensive or healing powers.
1: So that doesn't actually tell us, but from what either I've either of you are right. Yeah. But
2: what I'm reading from interviews and other things, it seems like that's where it's at right now. I also think that the layout of it is very stylized and not necessarily easy to understand at first blush. I know that this cool. is a work in progress and that it's going to get a lot of work and I'm glad for that, but I don't know. We need more information but right now I, I don't like what I'm seeing. I think this is getting too close to the OG. I would like something a little more in between OG and current. That's my opinion. I'm not saying that I'm right or wrong. Uh, and everybody has allowed to feel the way that they want to about it, but that's where I'm at right now. I want more information. I want to see what's actually going to happen with this. Yeah.
1: Yeah, until, be- until I hear whether or not Titan script is going to be around. <laughs> uh, that's my thing. I'll be upfront. Uh, for me, World of Warcraft is the tale of warriors and other lesser classes. It has always been so. I care about warriors. So once I see some warrior talent trees, then I will have an opinion. Uh, I play other classes. I, I've got paladins and death knights and shaman that I play. I got a hunter. But I love warriors. So for me, that up right now, there was some really good stuff in, in the classical talent system for warriors. There was also a lot of cruft and... I need to know, first off, do I have to pick between the, the general talent system? Because this actually says, looking at the actual UI for this, you see druid points available, zero. Restoration points available, zero. That implies that you do, in fact, have different points that you don't draw from a single pool of points. Maybe. That's, that's just what that implies. I'm not saying that's what it is, yeah. because as you've both pointed out, we have no idea. We don't know how this system I, is gonna work. We, we just need have the bare more,
2: bones We need more information. Yeah. And like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and poo poo on it. I'm not gonna sit here and say that, oh, this is the worst thing ever. No, it's it, again, I've come around on the idea that I understand not every class is in a position like I am with what I do, and I, I understand that, but I'm just I'm nervous about this particular chain. I yeah. want so, I want more information.
0: It's also a really big change. This is very different from the current talent Tension. This is like cataclysm. No, I want to say cataclysm. It wasn't cataclysm. It's like mists when they changed from the trees to the current system. And that was a big change. That was a big freak you out change because your class was just so different after that.
1: I started to think that Liz, you're from the Berenstein dimension, and we're from the Berenstein dimension. Well,
0: okay. See, here's here's what happened to me, and is stuck in my brain forever. Is cataclysm happened, and they changed classes so dramatically that I left the game for like two years and didn't play. <laughs> Yeah, And so I, when I came back, it was missed with the new talent tree system. And that just seemed that that's blurred together in my head. I keep thinking cataclysm, but yes, talents changed. But that was a really, that was a big change.
1: Oh yeah. It was a, a really, I remember being like, what do I do now? But, and we used <laughs> to like, Joe has pointed this out. He's pointed it out as a negative, but nevertheless, we used to write. Mm-hmm copious talent guides like i mean my introduction into this entire thing about talking about and writing about world of warcraft was uh i remember like they did an open call for for writer for writers to and one of the things i wrote was a guide like yeah yeah guides were the things that that we wrote guides were the reasons people came to the sites they wanted to be told what talents to pick I don't want the game to turn into that again.
2: But I'm also, and I'm also worried about bloat talents as well. Like I'm worried about like with all those talent choices, how are you going to make each and every one of them meaningful? And how do you do that without taking something out of the class?
1: Let's be upfront though. Um, This is something I've been thinking about since I looked at this talent tree. This is, it's not a coincidence that Diablo fours talent system is in, is in design right now. Mm -hmm. And that Diablo two resurrected just came back and is currently being iterated on. They are thinking about Diablo-style talents again, mm-hmm. and this is obviously influenced by that. Oh, 100%. If you go, go look at the Diablo 4 talents previews we've seen and look at what we've got here. This is another example of these two teams cross-pollinating off of each other. Which,
2: which I think
0: is I great. Like, I would like to toss out there, what do y'all think about the talent system in Horizon Forbidden West?
1: It is not my favorite part of the game. Oh. See, I I like it
0: a lot. I will. (laughs) Never
2: mind. I I was going to say, I'm on Team Matt with this one. It's not my favorite part of the game.
1: But Uh, I mean, it's certainly, but I will say this for Horizon both Mm -hmm. Zero Dawn and Forbidden West it is a talent system that is designed very specifically for letting you choose how your Aloy will work. And it works well because you just have one Aloy. There are not, like, there are 30. Oh my God, two more are coming. We're going to have 38. Possible? Do you you see where I'm going with this? Like the Horizon Forbidden West, you just have to do that one thing. Everybody has the same talents. Everyone playing the game has the same talents because it's just, you're playing Aloy, not you're playing, you know, you're one of 38 possible permutations of talents. There's a big difference. I think what works for Horizon Forbidden West, even if it is not my favorite part of it, is not necessarily what's going to work for World of Warcraft. This is actually an incredibly complex thing they are doing. Oh, yeah. So I, I am definitely looking forward to more information. Um, I definitely want, like, if, if this thing manages to be to the point where it even feels like there's 80% viability in talents, like, if 80% of the talents feel like they provide meaningful choice, that's a huge victory. But, and that that, that is, is almost unheard of.
2: I agree, but I also, I'm, I don't know how you get to that point with such a large tree.
1: We'll we have to see what they do. Yeah. I don't know that. For that matter, the idea that this thing will launch and be perfect is, is. let's be charitable. It's optimistic. It is <laughs> even optimistic even to,
0: I, yeah. even I who like this system, think that is wildly optimistic. Yeah,
1: that is in an optimistic viewpoint. This, this will have flaws. It will have problems. But so does the modern system. Uh, certainly, there are problems with it because a lot of players don't like it. Um, there is a reason they're doing this, and it's not just rose-colored glasses towards classic. A lot of players want this, and you have to look at why sure. they want it. What are they trying to get? Um, will this and, out of the gate work for everybody? Let me, nope.
0: Let me let me jump in with something. I was uh, interviewing um, a couple people from the classic team today, and we were talking a little about how do you recapturing of like vanilla or the feeling of wrath because that's gone. We're way out of those days. We're way out of those days. And they're like, they said, you may not be able to replicate it because, you know, we're all years old or we're, you know, you can't, you can't turn back time and go back and perfectly replicate the experience, but you can give an authentic experience, something that feels appropriate or right like the game should and part mm-hmm. of that is like looking at looking at player feedback and see players saying something like oh i like these talent trees and thinking about why did they like the talent trees why is it this system and what can we put in to give that same feeling of satisfaction and i mean obviously they were not talking about we weren't talking about this but i feel like that's relevant it's like, I look back at talent trees and think, oh, I really miss talent trees. But what, I, what I'm thinking is that, okay, the current talent system, I pick my talents and I'm done. That's it. I set them once and then I forget them. And there's no choice. There's no hybridization. There's no real, there's not really any good options for me. I, I have no, I don't feel like I have a choice. And when I had a talent tree, I felt like I could pick and mix, mix and match and go in different directions. And that's what I like. I'd so, like a system that gives me more choice and uh, options to hybridize
1: I wanna and let, play differently. I want to let Joe come back in because I know yeah. he has a point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my counter- we are we are over the yeah. line here, so we're going to have to no. – this will be Joe's last thing. Then we will very quickly recap one more news story, <laughs> and then we're going to be done.
2: Go ahead, Joe. My, my counter argument is the time for hybridization is gone because we have so many classes, and there's no more – like, you don't have to worry about filling spec class roles anymore. As a matter of fact, we're getting another another class added to the game. We have so many classes, so many specs. We have, what, 36, soon to be 38 specs available in-game. That's mm-hmm. a lot. You don't need to have hybridization anymore, not like the way that it used to be in Vanilla, where you had not that many, and, like, one side didn't have shaman, and the other side didn't have paladins, and so everything was completely different. I get what you're saying, but I think the time for hybridization is gone. So uh, that—that's just my opinion.
1: I, I there we do need to move on. I know that you have another point, Liz. I'm sorry. I want to let you say it, but then we'll be here for another 20 minutes. Uh, but I'm going to let you say the one thing. Go, come on, go.
0: I don't. I just think it's about playing the way I want to play, which may or may not be the way every paladin plays, which may or may not be the way every shaman plays. But like making my choices and going with them, and it just. Doesn't feel like the current system caters to that very well.
1: Well, hopefully the new system will uh, because that's what we're getting, whether or not it does. So I'm going to hope they pull this off. But now we have one bit of non-Dragonflight related news we kind of have to cover and then then unfortunately um, we're out of time. We have, an, we have an announcement that Wrath Classic is coming. It's coming in 2022. This year, Wrath Classic will be out. That's basically all we know. But we do know one more thing. Wrath Classic will not have dungeon finder that's not going to be incorporated it's not coming at any point in wrath classic it's not happening and this goes back to the interview that liz just did because that's the the concept of the authentic experience yeah the classic community the people who play wow classic and who want wrath classic so they have more content don't want dungeon finder that doesn't how they play the game so that's why i wanted to make sure we got to this Liz, you you did that interview that you're talking about. Did you talk about why they're not doing Dungeon Finder?
0: I mean, they really, they're saying it's community feedback. They talk to the community and the community doesn't want Dungeon Finder. They feel like the authentic, classic, authentic old school experience is going out and finding groups and going out and walking to those dungeons and experiencing the world in this different way. And the idea is if you want to play with Dungeon Finder, if you want to do all that, okay, you have retail. You can go do that. But the classic experience is different. And the classic experience doesn't include Dungeon Finder, even though Dungeon Finder was in Lich King original.
1: Okay. And that's basically, that's pretty much what you were talking about before. So I think that's an interesting decision. They've definitely moved away from their WoW Classic as stock recreation of original and into this idea of a curated experience that tries for a feeling. Uh, the Seasons of Mastery is another example. So I'm definitely interested in seeing that. However, we are now like seven minutes over, and we started early. Uh, So it's more like 12 minutes over. And unfortunately, we are just plain old out of time. Um, Which means we can't really talk about the Sojourn announcement from last week, or the fact that both Diablo 2 and Diablo 3 had releases last week. Uh, (laughs) Both things that I would have liked to talk about in a normal day, but... This happened, and quite frankly, I almost wish I'd done the entire episode about the talent change, because I know both of you could talk about that forever, Um, but we do have to get this thing cut short. Joe, uh, if you don't mind...
2: sure Uh, blizzard watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash blizzard watch your continued support means this podcast sighting community is able to thrive and grow blizzard watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue and an ad's free site experience
1: uh thank you very much joe we didn't do questions this week Uh, i hope you guys can forgive us for that uh pretty obviously we had a lot to talk about But we do love getting questions from you all, and next week we're probably going to have a ton of stuff you can ask us. If you have a question for the show, please send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com with the subject line podcast of Blizzard Watch, if you don't mind, so we know it's for this show. Uh, that's email. If you'd rather use our Discord, we've got the Patron Q and Podcast Questions channel for our patrons. Uh, you can get it, put a question in there, and you get first serve for the Q and for the podcasts. Uh, or if you're not a patron but you still want to ask a question, we absolutely love that. There's the Q and Podcast Questions channel. You can use that channel, and you can ask questions for this show or any of our other podcasts, including Laura Watch, which I'm pretty sure this Sunday we were probably going to do something else. But I'm pretty sure it's probably going to be Dragonflight related. Oh, 100%, uh, Joe is the one who's, yeah. yeah. Joe is the person who makes that decision. But I, I have a feeling. Um, we've got a lot to talk about there. There's, there's tons of stuff to talk about. Thank you all for being here with us. Uh, thank you to Joe and Liz, especially this week because I, I, I wanted that talent discussion. That that is something that I think I really enjoy when the two of them discuss it because oh, they have I such just, different viewpoints. I just wish I wasn't sick. I would have gotten more into it.
0: <laughs> well, well, next week week after we can do this we can do this we can have a showdown
1: but thank you guys for being here with us and we'll be back next week